You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome back to another Cosmic Energy Report. I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crumbs. And I'm Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. This time we're talking about Taurus season. We just are still in Aries season when we're recording. Emily and I are going on a retreat together. And so we wanted to get this done before we are all Zen and in our retreat mode. And I feel like we probably are better off to do that because this Aries energy has been moving fast. I feel like that'll help us get through this episode clearly. Maybe before the retrograde. I'm not sure if that's hit yet, but I don't know how you're feeling, Emily. Oh, my goodness. Well, number one, we finally get to meet in person, which is so exciting. It almost doesn't doesn't even feel real. And yeah, I agree. We were thinking about putting this off and recording when we got back. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be like a Zen marshmallow when I come home. I'm not going to want to do anything. So we are recording it a little bit early, but I think, and I always talk about this with other intuitives that I think astrology and the cosmic energies for some of us that are like, where comes into us sooner than it does for other people. So I think you and I are probably already feeling some of what's coming. I'm excited to talk about it. Me too. Yeah, I think it's already kind of creeping in. I think because I think of Aries as being like, I think this transition for me, like I love Capricorn to Aquarius. I love that transition. And this one also just feels really wild to me because it's like this like rapid Aries energy and then like the slowdown of Taurus. And it's like very obvious. And I think maybe it's because I'm t- I was tuning into the energy for this episode. But I feel like this last while, we were just talking about how normally we're like, oh, where did the time go? But it feels like it's been a long time. And yet this last week feels like it's flown by. But now I just feel like my body is slowing down right now. And it's like reality is setting in for a lot of things. And I think that might be part of the Taurus energy coming a little early. As a Taurus, I was so excited to talk about Taurus energy because I think sometimes we are a little misunderstood. You know, the bull of the Zodiac, it likes to be Ferdinand laying in the field, just looking at the flowers, not a care in the world and don't bother us because we're stubborn. And yes, all of those things can be true, but it's also this realization that, okay, Aries has flown in, right? It's that burst of spring energy. It's the baby bird just screaming to simply exist. The little plants pushing forward to make their way, whether it's going to snow on you and frost or not, it doesn't matter. Like we just can't resist any longer. And Taurus comes along and says, Yes, but we still have to be patient as much as you want to like burst forward out of the gates, take on the project. You can't. You have to slow down and just exist for a minute first. And that's completely what's coming in. So it'll be fun to talk about the the projections coming in, but it has been a weird, weirdly fast Aries season. I think all of us were so ready and there were so many huge outer planet transitions as well that we felt. So it was, I think, an amplified Aries season in some way because we, yeah, we just felt a lot of things coming in all at once. And it's been about 
17 years since we talked last. <laughs> at least. I'm feeling like a few decades at this point. Like, I feel like my entire life has changed in the last two weeks. And I'm like, who am I? Where am I? What is happening? So I definitely feel that. And I think um, I was telling Emily, I pulled cards for the first few days of the season, which I don't normally do. But I was like, it does feel different. And it's definitely that like slow and steady energy that I think we're starting off with. But I think those bigger transits, I think I don't normally maybe pay attention to them as much, but I definitely was feeling them in the last few weeks. And I think we were ready for it. Like We were kind of talking about this when we were recording Aries season. And after the last few years, I, as much as it feels chaotic and I feel exhausted, it's like in a good way. It's like, oh, at least something's moving. At least things are changing and I'm not exhausted for the same reason. Oh my gosh, 100%. It's not the same exhaustion. It's a new exhaustion. Yeah. And it feels fresh and different. It's like a new sore muscle. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm all yeah. this. Exactly. It's like growth. It's like, all right, it's a good burn. Feel the good burn. Good burn. <laughs> Um, any other big things come up in April during Aries season for you? I think for me, noticing um, how it affected the world news, of course, right? We were talking about banks a lot last time, and that's kind of now calmed down a little bit after we're out of that anaerobic degree. We're going to revisit it a little bit as we bounce back and forth later this year. But it's been, um, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of changes coming this year, and it's really dr- focusing in on that drive to kind of go inward and spend time in self-care that um, you're the water rabbit I just keep talking about over and over Mm. in my presentations and in clients because it's that feeling of needing to be with my den needing to be cozy and taken care of and make sure that I'm I'm safe before I venture out and do all the big things that are happening in the world. Yeah, I totally feel like every time you mention the water rabbit, I'm like, that's what that is. Because I actually was born in the year of the rabbit, technically, because my birthday is January and it's before Chinese New Year. So even all my friends are dragons, I am a rabbit. But I feel like that water energy, too, is really like taking hold for a change. Because I've been talking on my podcast for literally two years about how I need to slow down and rest. And I have not done that. But so far in the last couple of months, I've actually done that where if there's a day that I'm exhausted, I'm just like, today is a day that I'm exhausted, period. That's what's happening. I'm going to just sit here and be exhausted. And I don't talk too much about my personal life, but I have met someone and I'm allowing someone to sort of take care of me in some ways. And I think like that is a really hard transition for me. As we know, I'm super Capricorn, super independent, don't want help with anything. But that's something that I've been leaning into a little bit more. And it's very new, but it's something that only came since that tr- those transitions started so- sort of started happening in Aries season. And I think for me, I didn't know what to expect, but I think that's the best way to be is <laughs> to just see what happens, right? It's so cute. I have to say you're living your own Hallmark movie. And as a Hallmark fangirl over here, I'm just <laughs> cheering you on with my whole heart. <laughs> so it's really exciting to watch. It does feel like it. It's a little bit surreal. I have to keep checking to be like, am I alive? Am I in a coma? What is happening? So should we talk about what are our Taurus movies this month? Like, what did you? Oh, yeah. Yes. Because I feel like this really, as a Taurus girl, I am about the things that I love that slow me down, that are those moments of enjoying life, enjoying 
the simple thing, being in nature, grounding, having a moment of quiet, remembering that we are spirit in a physical body. And what does that represent while we're here? How can we enjoy those, those moments of being human, right? It's a good meal. It's a beautiful sunset. It's a comfy pillow. It's all the things Taurus wants us to remember. And I think it's funny here in the States, we have Mother's Day that comes along in Taurus season. And it's always this really great opportunity to spoil our, our feminine, spoil the mothers. And to me, that's pure Taurus energy, just taking care of and that leaning into that soft feminine Venus energy, right? Mercury wants to break things down and take them apart. And Mars, where we're coming from with Aries, is this feeling of um, explosion. And, and it's not anger as much as it is um, that bravery, that courage to just jump out no matter what. And here's little Venus sandwiched in between the two that says, I just want peace and harmony and maybe a nice glass of wine, like the simple pictures. <laughs> so I think, well, I'll go first because yeah, I'm usually the last one to pick movies. And I was like, no, wait, I got this. I, I nailed this one like six months ago. I've got this. So my movie picks are, the first one is Marie Antoinette, right? The modern remake with Kirsten Dunst. What I love about the movie is that it is quirky. It's a quirky remake. It's a little bit, not 100% truly historically accurate. But there are moments that are just over the top for no other reason than because they can be. The opulence, the costumes, the colors, the scenery, the food, the cakes. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So I love that as the more is more Taurus representation. And it's this beautiful flow unfolding of the whole story of their relationship and how she manages it, right? And being in this foreign kingdom and a loveless marriage, all the things. And then my other choice, which uh, I think, <laughs> I don't know Wes Anderson's chart. I wish I did offhand. But I believe him to be at least some form of Taurus or Libra or something because there's a color palette that he picks for every film. And every film then follows this color scheme for the costumes and the scenery and the sunsets and the filters they put on the film, everything. So that to me is another very Taurus feeling. Anything Wes Anderson. Um, I'm a big fan of Moonrise Kingdom. There's a new one coming out this spring called Atomic. Atomic Desert? Atomic? Mm, I can't remember. Something Atomic, but it's a desert, very Palm Springs, I think is what it's going to feel. And of course, he's always got these star-studded casts that make these fabulous cameo appearances, which is also that quirky part of Taurus that just, something just exists because it does. There's a simplicity and a fun to that. Um, so those are my go-tos. Those are what I choose to watch on a cold, rainy day, or if I'm home with my chicken noodle soup. Taurus embodiment. That's I'm excited to see what you picked. Oh, I love both of those. I haven't watched um, Mary and Toinette, but I've seen all of like the, I've seen stills from it and I've seen like the um, trailer and stuff. And totally that's so Taurus. Like, like you said, the more is more aspect for sure. Um, I feel like the energy that I was picking up was definitely like the Venus energy. And what kept coming to mind for me was this mix of all the Venus things. So like 
finances, beauty, uh, grounding, like all of it. And the two movies that came up for me, one I actually was talking about the other day with my mom, which is Breakfast at Tiffany's. And the reason why this one and the other one has a similar theme is that it's not that the characters themselves have a lot of money or, you know, are rich or like should really be in these places, but they just sort of are able to enjoy that every day and give themselves luxury in whatever capacity they can. And so the fact that she's just window shopping, even though she's not necessarily going to go in and buy anything. And, you know, she's kind of like, I'm going to marry a rich man and see what happens. And like, you know, she's just showing up in a way where like she's having a pastry, she's indulging herself. She is letting herself be in this like almost superficial world, even in these like parties, these elaborate parties that she's at where she's meeting all these people. And she's like this elusive person who just shows up looking so beautiful. And like then you see her with like her cat at home. And it's just like I love the kind of duality of that where it's like the creature comforts at home versus like the luxury and how she's able to kind of go between those two worlds. And of course, it's just a fabulous movie. I just adore Audrey Hepburn and everything about her. Um, but that one really came to mind for tourist season. And then the other one, which is a similar energy, but like different take on it, is um, Under the Tuscan Sun with Diane Lane. Because she also, you know, she finds out her husband has been cheating on her and wants a divorce. And she has been relying on him for finances. And then a friend offers her this stay in Italy. And so she's surrounded by beauty. She's so inspired again. She ends up buying this fixer up her house and she has this vision for how it's going to be and like how she wants it to look. And I love that like Torah's energy of being able to like know how you want it to look, know your taste and like be able to find the beautiful things and the right combinations. And I think just the personal journey as well, you know, the journey of love that goes between both of the movies as well. There's always like that romantic interest to it as well, which is so Venus. But I just really like that idea that like, even when you don't necessarily have a lot of resources, you can still find the beauty in the everyday. And I think that speaks to like the slowing down and the like, wow, look at this view. And like, I do that every day, even in my apartment. And so I think about that because my, I see the sunset from my my window. So I every day just go and look at the sunset. And it's like, regardless of what else is going on, I can find those everyday beauties. And I think that's what both of these movies speak to for me personally. It's more of like a personal attachment that I have to their stories, but I just feel like they both kind of embody, embody that energy. Perfect selection. I choose, I second the motion for both of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, you know, we talk about Taurus and I use this a lot in my classes when I'm talking about earth energies this feeling of like, well, the laziness, the opulence, the sitting in the field, not getting anything done. And it was actually my therapist, who's an astrologist too, which the best combination if you can find. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. She and I were talking about it and she brought up the fact that, you know, a, a cow has multiple stomachs. So even if it's sitting in the field and it looks like it's not doing anything, it's literally digesting things constantly. So it's not only digesting its environment, um, it's food, it's, it's taking in things consistently and then realizing how it's going to utilize them in a way that either brings comfort, stability, uh, usefulness. Is this a resource? And I find that true for myself. I need those quiet times, not because I'm literally not doing anything, but because I need the time to process. 
Um, that's that earth energy that comes in. Definitely. Even myself, like I know in my art process, it drove my professors insane because most of my process is just mentally processing things and taking in different inspirations and imagining what I might do with certain things. And I can have the materials right in front of me, but I won't touch them until I have the idea come to fruition into like a solid thing that I'm like, that's the one. And then I do it all at once <laughs> and then it's done. But then I have a lot of downtime. And so I totally resonate with that as an earth sign as well, that there is a lot happening, even when we feel like maybe we're being lazy and we're like, wow, I should be doing something. But there is always something happening. <laughs> it's so good. Do you have anything you want to talk about coming up um, business wise? Any courses or anything? I was going to throw out a quick plug for the Taurus class that I have coming up on April 25th. It's amazing. It's going to be like a few days right after we get back from the retreat. So I'm going to hit the road running, but that um, class is available. You can sign up on my website, emilyandherstars.com. And the class will be taught via Zoom. There's a replay. There's a great question and answer period afterwards. We always talk. And then, of course, shout out to Third Eye Library where we've got some really fun um, talks coming up. We had a great one last week about the connection between Reiki and spirit. Um, so be sure and check out thirdeyelibrary.com. And then I also have the Astrology for Lightworkers series over in Spirit School, where we just had a big showdown about eclipse season. And then coming up in May, we're going to be talking about sort of what is your evolutionary path through your zodiac sign? What is what are you here to learn in this lifetime? So some really fun things coming up. And then my books right now, I'm so grateful for all of you listeners and followers and all of my clients. Um, I am booked through mid-May, but as soon as I have more availability, that will come out to my newsletter first. So I will let you guys know when that happens. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, you can do so on my website or at my Instagram, Emily and Her Stars, link in the bio. Those all sound amazing. I always love your classes. I always learn so much. I, on the 25th, also have my newsletter coming out. So that is going to be for, obviously, tourist season. It will have the cards that I mentioned today. And it will also have any hints about things that I might have coming up in the future. I don't really have a lot of room in my books right now because I have to kind of regroup when we get back from the retreat. But by the time the newsletter comes out, maybe there will be some openings. And same as Emily, I will let you know first there. Um, and then the recharges, I found out today that I booked it the same week. So it's on the 27th. I don't know. Maybe I felt like I would need a recharge after the retreat. Usually I do it the week after the newsletter, but this week it's coming early this time. So it will be on Thursday, the 27th, and that is at 7 p.m. Eastern time. But of course, you can receive it anytime because it's remote. There's no link or anything. We don't have to be in a Zoom meeting. You get to just get cozy whenever you feel like it and receive it. And then I send an email summary a few hours later when I've kind of processed everything that came through. So you'll find out what crystals I worked with, any other energies that came in. And then there's usually a couple different narratives or stories that kind of come through spirit while I'm doing the session. And then you have that to look back at throughout the month and see what resonates, what doesn't. And I also provide some journal prompts for you based on the stories and energies that come up. So that's kind of what I have. Like I said, I'll add in any um, 
openings for my bookings if I have any by the time the newsletter comes out. Otherwise, I know I will for sure have some when we get around to Gemini season. Well, I bet. All right. So should we get into the nitty gritty of what Taurus season is bringing us 2023? Drum roll, please. What is your first card, my dear? So for the first card, I did just a short little bit from the 20th, from April 20th to the 22nd, which when Emily and I were talking, I realized it's because that's when the solar eclipse is happening. I was like, that's why it felt different. It wasn't the rest of the energy. But what it did bring in, which we've been talking about, which then actually the next couple of weeks here are kind of similar, is the energy of the slowdown and the long-term visioning. And so it's the Knight of Pentacles. And this card has this energy where it it can be representing a person, but in this case, it's the energy. But it's this idea of like those people who are almost like annoyingly organized and like patient, you know, like you want to, you know, when someone's so patient, they're like, we'll just eat one square of chocolate today. Or like, we'll just do a little bit every day and break it down. And you're like, how can you do that? I, as someone with ADHD, cannot relate, but (laughs) It's like with annoyingly patient people, that's the energy that came through first where I was like almost like annoyed. I'm like, come on, like, let's get some stuff done. But when you sit with it and you think about what the energy is actually telling us, it's saying that by allowing yourself to do, to have more consistency and to really like tune into what the reasons are behind doing things, it'll help you to slow down because when you know that there's like a long-term vision and in this case, like as a person, it talks about someone who wants to improve for themselves and for their loved ones. Like they want to provide is that provider energy. And if you look at that, even for yourself, if you want to provide a real, the life, the certain lifestyle, you have to do things consistently. You can't just pick and choose when you show up in that version of yourself. And so that's more what came through. And there's actually a quote from the page that I wrote down here, which is, Extra care today will multiply your harvest tomorrow. And I think that's kind of what all of the energy is about. But this, like I said, can feel a little boring when you're doing the day-to-day stuff. But it talks about finding joy in the process and like finding the little improvements. Like when you do something day after day, and even if it's just doing things like saving money or the things that you find challenging, when you see the account growing or when you see the things unfolding, it can be really hard to slow down and see that see that as progress if you're not at the end goal i feel like we have all or nothing thinking sometimes but this is a great time to really just have faith that like what you're not seeing yet is coming and that in the big what i'm feeling is like because i was feeling also this change between like this is all for like individuals for how we can move ourselves forward but looking as a collective some of the changes that are happening now collectively, we may not see the outcome of in our lifetime. And so it's this understanding of like legacy and that there's personal legacy, but then there's also like our contributions to society. Sometimes we won't ever know how we impact people. And on the day to day, like maybe you're doing like session after session with people and you don't get feedback, but that doesn't mean there's not a ripple effect happening on the outside. It's just we can only see one thing at a time. So if you can just trust that there's impact happening, one way or the other, I think it'll really help you to get through the like day-to-day boring feeling that might be coming up with this energy. I just want to say this is exactly why I love doing these reports together because I'm going to give you a whole bunch of other information, but basically ditto what Andrea just said. (laughs) 
And I, this is a really interesting like four or five days. And I'm going to back up a little bit and kind of set the stage from the 18th on because there's so many players coming in in on this week. So we, right on the 18th, right? So for 10 days from the 18th to the 28th, we have like this really beautiful, harmonious energy coming in from Saturn. And it's in this harmonious angle with our North Node. So it's asking us to find a way to move into our future destiny, right? To expand ourselves. And so we have this feeling of like, I need to make change. I want to move towards something bigger, my towards my destiny. Okay, so you've got that going on in the background. Then on the night of the 19th and into the early morning of the 20th, so I think it's about 12 a.m., 12, 12 a.m. approximately Eastern Standard Time on the 20th and about 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the 19th, we have our brand new eclipse cycle starting, our new season. So this is double fold. We are moving from um, eclipses that have been happening in Taurus and Scorpio for the last 18 months. And we have kind of this hybrid situation happening where we're going to be in Aries and Scorpio. So it's this hot mix of new beginnings and also wrapping things up. So on the night of the 19th, we're going to have the solar eclipse, new moon, solar eclipse, that's really packed with a lot of power because on top of that, it's at the 29th degree in Aries, which is anoretic. It's that moment where we feel all the impact of Aries all at once. And so here we're feeling this nudge towards our future destiny. We have this responsibility to move towards it. Now we've got this Aries energy coming in and saying, yes, take the leap, do the thing, make the dream. And then we have the sun sliding into Taurus on the 20th and saying, whoa, tiger, like slow your roll a hot minute and consider your own needs and your values. And like, how can you ask for what you need? if you don't take time to consider what that even is. So now is that time to kind of get back in touch with your body, stand on the earth, breathe in the fresh air, touch the buds on plants as they begin to sprout, right? We're living creatures and we need nourishment and fulfillment. So, okay, yes, you can want to take the leap and the jump, but is it in your highest good? What is for your highest good? What is going to bring you the most joy out of this situation? Then we have not only that North Node situation happening, but now the Sun and Pluto are going to be in conflict on the 20th. So we're going to be willing to kind of dig deep to face those triggers head on. The 21st, we have Mars sliding into Cancer. So I think this rounds out that essence of what is my legacy right? Cancer is home and family and security, but it's also making sure that our generation and generations after us feel safe and secure. So I completely feel that's what you were picking up on because our actions are going to make us realize that this is bigger than just us. This is affecting everyone. So it's going to be a really interesting few days. Um, I'm going to go ahead and add on top of all of that, Mercury goes into retrograde on the 20th. 
So, you know, you're going to be feeling this gut punch of like, oh my God, I want this new thing. I want the sh- I got to go. And immediately the universe is going to say no. Not that you can't have it, but that you have to slow down. We have a month of slowdown before we're going to be able to take progress and take motion forward on these things. That makes a lot of sense because I pulled that card and then I was like, okay, what's next? And I was like, this is literally the same energy, just repeated in a different way. So I feel like that makes me feel better about this next choice because from the from April 23rd to the 29th, I pulled the Eight of Pentacles, another pentacle energy. But this one, again, has this same message of patience and This one is more about still within like creating your legacy, improving your yourself. But it talks also a little bit more specifically to people too who are in like a craft or something creative where you're like literally building a skill. Um, But in general, it just talks about really having this determination to like continue and to keep showing up and keep learning, being open to suggestions that might mean studying. It may not be a physical thing. It may mean just diving into learning a little bit more, which maybe might be that mercury energy a little bit coming in. But I think the main thing that really repeats in both of these is that this one specifically talks about finding joy in the repetitive tasks, which literally was in the one before. So this is this continuation of remembering that like being human is what we're here to do. So yes, some things might feel boring, but we're humans and these are things we get to do as humans. So I talk a lot about how I receive a lot of downloads when I'm just like in the shower or washing dishes or like doing these day-to-day things. And if you can really create a ritual around them, um, I think there is some beauty in that and that can be leaning into that Taurus energy. But this is kind of an interesting energy because I always felt like this card was me when I was in school because I'm going to show Emily and you'll see it in the newsletter. But It's this girl sitting at a desk and she's got the moon cycles around her. But on one side, she's got crystals. And on the other side, she's got books. And that was me. I was doing this spiritual work, building this business and studying at the same time to do really well for like being in school and being an artist. And so it's all these skills that I was building. And it did take me showing up and doing the boring things, writing the essays and, you know, doing the tasks that I didn't want to do over and over again. But I think the the beauty that comes out of doing that, which I think is what's really like the main energy here, is that you do get into a flow with that. And that's when the information comes. But it also helps you see what things you do enjoy. Because when you do something enough times, sometimes you find out that you do enjoy it. It's just that you didn't want to do it because you didn't think you'd be good at it or you didn't quite get it yet. And if you stick with it long enough, like that's how you figure out what your best self is. If you're like, okay, this particular task, I've now learned I'm actually really good at it. And maybe I want to do more of it. So it's just this idea of like taking that night energy of like keeping the legacy in mind, but then looking at the day-to-day details and finding what it is that you can find joy in through those processes as well. Oh, so good. Okay, April 23rd, right? We've still got Mercury in retrograde and it's retrograding in Gemini, which I think is important to mention because it is, right? That's our communication. And that's this feeling of, I want to connect with others, but we also now are turning that inward. So we're going back into our ideas. We're going backwards into our plan, thing downloads that we've had. How can we revisit them, rewrite them, all of these things. So 
The 23rd Mercury in retrograde makes a harmonious angle with Mars today. Where do you need to revisit some actions you've taken? Right. When we revisit our past, it can allow us to adjust and move in a more aligned way toward our future. If you're being called to slow down, how can you take the time to allow yourself to review and go over projects and those plans? I think this is a really big call for us from the universe to say, just really get crystal clear on what it is you want. April 24th, we have the sun and the north node amplifying and strengthening each other as they occupy the same space in the sky today. This can be another one of those really powerful days of the year, one of the most powerful, because it helps to illuminate the path to our future. This is a great time to lean into your intuition. And with Mercury in retrograde, it'll be slowing you down. So maybe you'll see the thing that you missed before. And exactly like you said, maybe this repetitive thing that I thought was ridiculous is kind of my hidden talent as well. April 25th, we have the Saturn and North Node still in harmony, but we're going to add two more harmonious pairs to the sky. So the Sun and Saturn and Venus and Chiron. This is really a gorgeous day to create opportunities for you to feel aligned and satisfied when it comes to your responsibilities. Sometimes the things we avoid are the things that bring about the most healing. How good does it feel when all the laundry is away and your email box is empty and you cooked dinner, right? Like this is the trifecta. (laughs) It never happened. April 27th and 28th, we've got a little bit of fiery tension in the sky. And I kind of wanted to shout out the fact that this is when you're doing your recharge. And I think it's going to be really good for people. The first quarter moon in Leo has us feeling motivated and driven. But Mars is in conflict with Chiron. So that means there might as well be a wet towel smothering all of your motivations. So how can you work with the emotions that arise and still maintain that passion? Um, And to get a little Reiki recharge on that day is going to be spectacular. Just shout out to that. Um, The 29th and 30th, we're going to finish out the month of April. We have a bit of harmony as Mars and Uranus are, um, are working together in the sky, right? This is fiery action and rebellious thinking, which can lead to impulsive decisions. Or if you harness it for good, it can lead you to break out of a rut and really shake things up. This all depends on the person. So if you see something bizarre, which is entirely possible, remember that an opossum costume could bring someone immense joy. It just might not be your joy. I love that so much. I feel like that is a nice thing to keep in mind. Like, don't yuck other people's yums you know that that saying don't be a party pooper there's enough wet blankets to go around well don't be one <laughs> um but i actually feel like that energy you were talking about about like getting all, having all the things done at the same time i already in my brain i'm like that's the week we get back from the retreat i'm like i'm gonna need to totally just buckle down and get things sorted do my laundry all those things so i feel like i'm gonna be really in that energy um And then for the week coming after that, from the 30th to May 6th, I actually pulled another Pentacles card. I pulled the Ten of Pentacles, though, which is like all the love and abundance and joy. And so I feel like maybe that's a bit of that like unexpected energy where for some of us, we may actually see some of some things showing up that we weren't expecting. And whenever I see these cards, they the Ten especially is usually like completion. But for me, 
it doesn't always show up when things are actually at the end of the cycle. Sometimes it's just we need to acknowledge where we are at that time and see how far we've come. Because if we keep waiting for this like ultimate moment where it all comes together, it can't be your wedding every year. You know what I mean? It can't be your birthday every week. Like there's just like sometimes, I mean, you can pretend and you can be in that energy, but I think that's what what it's asking us to do is like treat it like it is a special occasion when the little things happen. And so you may get a really great like lump sum of money or you may get a new job or you may have some sort of milestone that comes up that week. But if we can just lean into whatever love and abundance is showing up for us and and again, joy is coming up here. I think this is something that we are meant to be kind of tracking for ourselves throughout the month of like, how are we actually tuning into it? Are we missing moments that maybe we should be tuning into? I'm seeing a lot in my head because this one shows like a family and there's children in it. And what I keep being shown, even though I obviously don't have children, is this vision of like the kids being excited about something and wanting to show you or they have a little milestone and you're like, yeah, that's great. And then you move on. It's like taking the moment to like share in the joy of the people around you, even if you don't necessarily have a lot of things coming up, really just piggybacking on everyone else's joy. Like it has the same effect. Like, why not? Right. And so that's kind of this community feeling that's coming up around this. So some of you will probably have like some hints of like success showing up and that will be um, a theme. But I think it's just like the momentum of not getting your not tearing yourself down if things aren't showing up exactly how you plan because the, the two weeks leading up to this we're doing all the boring stuff we're doing all the things and we just want to see something so celebrate whatever shows up this particular week but the message that i really love about how they word this card is talking about how like you're always only like one small move away from a big thing so that could be that like Uranus energy or whatever is showing up where it's like, you never know, like the one choice you make that one day might actually be the successful move you've been waiting for. But to keep in mind that like success and wealth and all these things are already yours. It's just that maybe they're not showing up on your made up timeline that like they will eventually come that you're worthy of them. You don't have to do anything else or be a different person. It's just that enjoying the day to day is how you get there because one day it will be the day, but we don't know. So why poo-poo all the other days until you get that one day. Like, at least just try to find the joy. I I don't know why this message is coming up so strongly, but maybe it's going to resonate with some of you. It's resonating with me because I tend to be the just, it hasn't happened yet, keep moving person. But I'm going to try to, like, enjoy the moments more this month. Yeah, you're really picking up on all of it. You know, we move out of April with this feeling of kind of chomping at the bit, wanting being so inspired, seeing a different possibility. And we're living at this moment too, right between these two eclipses. So we're between the solar and the lunar. And there's this sort of suspended reality that comes sometimes between eclipses where I always tell clients that it's a feeling of the universe kind of picking you up from the path you've maybe wandered down and realigning you. And it's not in a way that's supposed to harm you. It's in a way of like, no, no, you just got lost, little friend. It's okay. Here's the path you're meant to be on. And that change can come in and feel overwhelming or like, oh my God, I got it wrong. Or now I got to deal with this. But in the end, it ends up being this incredible gift that we were kind of given to help realign us. So if you feel like something is being let go, that's kind of what we're getting called into this week. So let me backtrack here. On May 
first. I'm going to start there because we kind of ended up, I wrapped up with the end of the month through the 30th. And the first we have a harmonious couple of days. We start May off with an increase in that retrograde energy. So right, Pluto kind of dipped its toe into the sign of Aquarius and now it's going to retrace its steps back into Capricorn and then finally re-enter Aquarius next January. So for five and a half months, most of our transformational growth is going to take place inside of ourselves instead of out in our physical realm. Now, remember those interior changes can allow you to step out as your best self. Um, and this is really going to happen more towards October when this retrograde is over. So be thinking long-term here. We also have the sun and Mercury amplifying each other today. So your mind might just feel lit up and like you can see all the dusty corners where you've been saving ideas away. Make sure to bring them out, shine some light on them. It's quiet mostly for the second and third. We've still got retrograde energy. We've got eclipse energy. So anything goes. But on the fourth, we have a little bit of a mixed bag that could leave you feeling unsettled. And really Venus is the main culprit. When your planet of beauty and love is at odds with Neptune, this energy can put you deep into your feelings and feeling extra sensitive, right? And this is on top of an already full moon. So you might feel unloved or experience disappointments or just feel generally off. However, Jupiter will be making a harmonious angle with Venus and so you might want to express yourself. So which path is going to win out, right? It depends far more on energetics than on you. So don't value yourself based on just this one day. It's a bad day. It's not a bad life. And what's going to happen with this full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio, right? This take happens on the um, May 5th and it's at 14 degrees of Scorpio. It's going to happen. For us here in, in North America, the Northern Hemisphere, kind of in the middle of the day, it's not anything we're going to get to witness in the sky, but it's an incredibly powerful full moon, right? Lunar eclipses help us quickly release and move on from things that are no longer serving us. Sometimes these things can surprise us, right? It's that the universe picking us up and putting us back on path. So trust what comes up with Scorpio energy, it's going to bring light to the things that have been hidden from view. So this is where surprises are probably very likely. And as this ripple effect continues to calm, you've got about another week and a half or so of eclipse energy, and then we're good with eclipses again until October, November. So use this time now to plan out how your next six months are coming up. This Scorpio is allowing you to release things that have been up in the air maybe for the last 18 months and get excited about those ideas and downloads that are coming, but just know you don't have to take action on them immediately. That actually makes so much sense, having the Scorpio influence there, because the next week I feel like this happens, as we know, sometimes where I feel like I get that transition moment happening and i think that's what's happening with this next card so from may 7th to the 13th what i pulled was the six of swords now we've had this card before again not my favorite but it's this energy of being in the water and being kind of dragged along and not realizing that you have these and here it's ravens that are 
pulling you forward. There's like someone helping you and guiding you. But all you can see is that you're in the middle of the water. Maybe you're feeling the anchor slowing you down. And this is just a moment of reflection. And I think with this, it kind of balances like how you were saying it could go one way or the other with the energy. And I think the Ten of Pentacles is like the highest expression of what could happen. And this is maybe more of the like, don't let it get to you too much because this is all about perspective shift. It's yes, it may be unfortunate. It may be something that feels like you're just out alone in the middle of the ocean, but you do have these birds in this case, but people guide, you know, energy around you that is guiding you forward if you're open enough to see the other perspective of like where it's taking you or what else might be possible or what you missed. And this could still be part of that retrograde energy as well that like, the six is bringing you back to balance most of the time. And so maybe you swung too far the, the one way and now it's bringing you back a little. And that can be that, like you said, that energy of like, it may feel bad in the moment, but it, ultimately it's for your highest good. And we don't always see it that way because these realignments can be really turbulent. It can feel jarring. And we just have to keep in mind that transitions and change always feel that way. And on the other side of it, we're usually like, it wasn't that bad. It's just like the anticipation of it and the unknown that we hate more than the actual change itself. But just keeping in mind that like self-doubt and self-sabotage is like one of the energies I was feeling around this. And so sometimes we're choosing not to see the options, even though they're right in front of us. And that another thing which I kind of talked about earlier personally is like learning to accept help. That is something that I am not good at, but that's something that it's kind of asking us to do here. If somebody offers help instead of immediately saying no, just say, actually, that might be really nice. Thank you. And letting people help you, whether that's your guides giving you hints or actual people being like, let me do this for you. I think that can really help us. And then it also leads us into like new beginnings as well. So the more you start to shift your perspective and the way you do things and the way you um, encounter these kind people and this guidance, more will come. So it's a, a way to show up, as you said, like as your best self, then your best self is part of a community. So keeping that in mind that even though you might feel really alone, it doesn't mean you literally are. You always pick up on the next energy. So amazing to me. All right. May 7th, Venus is going to move into the sign of cancer, where it's going to live until June 5th. And this has our collective feel-good focus centering around families, homes, and that sense of security. So picking up on that, it takes a village, calling in favors, accepting the help when it's offered. You're not existing in a bubble where that Scorpio full moon can leave us feeling really emotionally vulnerable and alone in a corner. The next energy that comes in reminds you that you're safe, you're cared for, you're loved, you're protected. And I love this. The The feeling I get with this is right. It's that feeling of taking off your bra at the end of a long day. I'm sorry, you guys listening. There's just no other way to put it. It's that wonderful time to get together with those loved ones that are your chosen family and lean into the personal relationships that make life rich. It's just a beautiful, soft, relaxing, held energy. Now, that ushers in the beginning of the week. On May 9th, we have the sun and rebellious Uranus kind of amping each other up in the sky. This can have you feeling like you need to shake things up, this feeling sick and tired of being stuck in a rut. 
Even if you aren't, others might, and this can lead to some kind of wacky, irrational behavior. If you find yourself getting impulsive, make sure you bring a fire extinguisher along in case something really goes off. But if you're feeling that, remember, we're still being asked between Mercury and Taurus and all of these things to just self-soothe, take a minute, relax into it. The time to do, act on all of these things, I promise you, is coming. May 10th, Venus is in a lovely harmonious angle with the North Node. This is a great day for being rewarded for your past actions and feeling good about the path you're on. Right When you're in alignment, love, money, and beauty will flow with ease into your life. So pay attention to what feels good and follow that thread. Like we were saying, you're going to start to see the results paying off where you've done the task repeatedly and you're like, is anything ever going to change? It's coming. Yes. May 11th, Mercury's still in retrograde, but it's in a harmonious kind of magical situation with Saturn today. This brings your awareness to details, responsibilities, and things that you might have missed that still need to be wrapped up. Use this time in retrograde to tie up those outstanding tasks so that you can step forward in an all-new project when Mercury gets direct. So this is just reminding you, finish it up, new things are coming. May 12th, we have last quarter moon in Aquarius. So you may notice that the energetics are no longer working for you. So this is where when we get a a quarter moon, we're in a bright angle tension between the moon and the sun. And that brings up that tension. So if right technology could go a little extra wonky today, if you've been avoiding embracing something that make your life easier, this is where retrograde might say, okay, today is the day to you're finally going to start with acuity or I'm going to embrace Google or whatever the thing is that you've been avoiding that might start to come up with this last quarter moon. Um, Mercury is also in a harmonious angle with Venus. So they're going to leave us feeling like saying beautiful things to the people we love, right? Pick up the phone and call someone and tell them how much they mean to you. And then on the 13th, um, we have Venus and Saturn creating a supportive trine together. That leaves you feeling like it's not only easier to get things done, but that you might actually be enjoying the process. Earth signs know the joy of making, like marking things off a to-do list, right? You make the list. Sometimes I make the list just so I can mark things off because it feels so great. And this is the energy that is going to be coming in where you might be starting to plant your gardens, cleaning up the outside of your house, maybe having a family barbecue. That's all ushering in that mid-May energy. I love that. I do love a list. I think that anything tangible is probably a good thing for me to lean into. Anything I can take, I will I will do it. I think that sort of is leaning into what I was feeling around the next card. So from the 14th right through to the end of Taurus season on the 21st, I have the eight card, which is strength. So this is a major arcana card. I feel like this is sort of a more powerful energy than the other weeks. And with this one, because it is a Leo energy, so it's got the courage and I feel like Braveheart always comes to mind that phrase. And I think because we're starting to see things show up, we're starting to see little hints that things might work out. We're starting to trust ourselves more. So this energy is about 
being rewarded for patience, basically, because one of the phrases that I really love is they talk about patience in this one, but they also talk about fierce serenity. It's a phrase that they have. And I'm like, that is so good for how this energy feels, because it's really easy to get taken out of serenity. But to choose peace over and over again is really hard. So I think that's what I'm leaning into mostly out of everything in this card is just choosing that like it's for everything is for the greater good. That's another really big energy with this. So it kind of ties back to that like legacy and like we may never see all the effects of what we do and our impact. But relentless love is another really good phrase that they use here. And so if you take like relentless love and fierce serenity, and if you focus on those for this week, I think anything else that comes up to challenge you, people are going to see you as someone leading with love and someone who is doing things for the right reasons and setting an example. And even if inside you're wanting to scream at everyone, if you just keep choosing peace on the outward focus and really ask yourself why you're being maybe activated if you are being activated and the like mindful approach, the mindful approach to things of like thinking before you react necessarily. It's like that balance of like the lion and the lamb where it's like you can still feel really fiery, fiery about something, but like maybe just channel it in a more gentle way so that it comes across to others and they might actually listen to it will have its benefits. But I think it's just this like compassion meets power was another phrase that came to me when I was sort of like feeling into it. And I think that will any t- any day, that's a good choice. But I think particularly this week, like ending Taurus season and going into Gemini, it just feels like we're really being asked to like stand strong in what we believe and like really believe in our desires, but in a way that actually comes across to others in a loving way so that we're not just forcing our way into things. I think that completely, yeah, you've nailed it on this last week. I'm really excited for this week. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's just going to be some beautiful energy. So I'm just going to get right into it. The 14th is the final day of Mercury retrograde, right? So from our vantage point, Mercury slowed down and then it's going to pick up speed and pass us again. So we're going to remain in the shadow period for about two weeks as Mercury retraces its steps back to where retrograde started. So while the mix-ups and mishaps will be lessened, don't expect to make big progress on those projects just yet. It, you will feel the release, but remember, we've got to go backwards and retrace some of those steps for just a little bit. On the 15th and 16th, Mars and Neptune are really in this beautiful supportive angle where you could feel the drive to take action on those dreams and visions. So this is that boost of energy that can have you feeling brave and inspired soak it up and see your vision become a reality. This is the week where we finally get to like the bridles and the reins are coming off. We can run free. But I love this. On the 16th, now this is a big deal. We had some heavy transits in April, but today's transit is another big one for 2023. So May 16th, Jupiter will move into the sign of Taurus where it's going to ride out the next 12 months. This is an unusually long transit for Jupiter in a single sign. And it's because we've got a retrograde coming later this year where it's going to be scooting across and then it's going to come all the way back and then it gets to scoot across again. Now, this will be a particularly powerful period because the planet of growth and abundance will be riding along in comfort, money, savoring, life, all of these things. 
What do you need in life to feel comfortable? Now is the time to get clear on your values and manifest what you desire. May 16th through the 19th. So just as Jupiter entered, um, we've got Pluto on its first kind of complicated move. So it's going to bring some tension in today with Jupiter. This powerful punch might want you to kind of cut corners at any cost to get ahead. So avoid obsessing over your goals to the detriment of your well-being and your relationships. We're going to feel such this punch of energy to get going. It's like out of my way. You might like run someone over in that excitement. So just again, lead outwardly with peace and harmony. Allow yourself to maintain the steady flow. On the 18th, we have a really dreamy day where Jupiter and Pluto are kind of still arm wrestling in the sky, but we get this lovely dose of energy from the sun and Neptune where they're in harmony. This is going to allow your dreams to see the light of day and for a sense of optimism and hope to arise. As you gain some clarity, remember to check in with yourself and take time to integrate all of these new ideas. On the 19th, we have a new moon in Taurus. So this is kind of the end of that eclipse season. This marks the beginning of some new fresh energy. This new moon is a wonderful time for new beginnings, right? After the last lunar eclipse in Scorpio, where we removed the things that were no longer in alignment, this moon is going to invite in soft comfort. Change can be hard, especially when we're all riding in Taurus, but it seeks really to harmonize and balance the energetics by taking the time to be with yourself and then you will be really able to gain the insights you need to move forward into upcoming Gemini season. And then on the 20th, we have Mars making its move into Leo for the next two months. So here we're going to have two months with the planet of action and motivation and drive, inspiring you to be bold and courageous and fun and brave. This is a wonderful time to do inner child work because Leo represents that part of ourselves that just simply wants to experience the joys in life, kind of like Taurus in that way. You need to roll down a hill of grass or like swim across a sea of, you know, stars at night, whatever brings you that simple childlike joy, like eat marshmallows next to a campfire, whatever it is, find that inner little voice and let it sing. Also coming into play this weekend is a powerful opposition between Mars and Pluto, and it can make for this intense competitive energy. So if you find yourself competing don't step on others to get ahead. Again, that's that reminder to lead with peace from the outside. So I think all said and done, where you're going to have some big, beautiful shifts, but it's going to feel so worth it come mid-May. This is the breath we've been waiting for. That actually, like the last couple transits there, just like now made sense why there was like a couple energies that were really pronounced for me. And so even the fact that it was the Leo card in this last month, this like transition into having Mars and Leo, that makes sense. Because like I did feel like there was like this tendency to like push forward and I was like, let's not be mean. (laughs) But the other energy that came through like a, a few weeks in a row was that like focus on joy. And then thinking about like Jupiter and Taurus, like, you know, finding joy in Taurus season, like that sort of pulls us all the way through. And it's kind of a preparation, like you said, for the next 12 months that like we're going to be feeling that I'm excited. If that 
an energy that's going to be present in different ways, you know, throughout the next year, I'm here for it. I really need that constant energy. I think that constant reminder to like slow down and feel the joy. I'm really excited about this transit of Jupiter in Taurus. It's an opportunity. You know, it feels happy here. It doesn't feel like it's a detriment. It's not being held back. It's not amplifying, you know, frustrations. It kind of flew across Aries within about two and a half months. And it didn't stick around, which I'm kind of thankful about because we've got enough anger and tension and Aries happening in the world. I think that would have, to have a slower transit through that could have amplified that. And instead, we're really going to bring in this feeling of, no, we need peace. We need harmony. We need to slow down. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what what sets up in the next few weeks. But I think when it's all said and done, um, it's going to feel really good. I'm excited. I'm excited. I am too. I feel like we're hitting this retreat week at a good point. Right before we get into it, we're kind of like getting rid of the Aries energy of calling in the Taurus. And then hopefully it is smooth sailing. I mean, obviously we always have some challenges here and there, but I feel like if we have these nice, really smooth overall energies happening, then it kind of makes them feel less pronounced when they do come up. And for those of you who can't get away to retreat in the next two weeks, what can you do for yourself that feels like a retreat? Can you, you know, Taurus is about taking time to do those things where we spoil the body a little bit in some way. So is it a massage? Is it a, a you know, immersion tank, a salt soak? Are you, can you sit in a salt cave? Can you pedicure? Whatever the thing is that calls to you. And I know some signs have a hard time with that. It feels frivolous or it feels like, why would I spend money on that thing? But it's important to remember to take care of the vessel that we are because it, it's carrying a huge amount of importance in this little consciousness that we've got going on. And it needs a little TLC too, you know. Put some dandelions in your hair, have a glass of wine, and just kick back. Welcome tourist season. Amen to that. Channel your Holly Go Lightly. You know, go, go to Tiffany's, have a pastry. Exactly, exactly. I love it. Well, thank you, Andrea. This has been a great talk. I'm I'm excited. Everybody hang on through the eclipses. It'll be fine. You know, we we tend to make a big deal out of them because they can feel heavy. And I think a lot of astrologists can, you know, get more clicks if they make it say, oh, it's going to be terrifying. The world is coming to an end. We have them every year. It doesn't matter. It's going to happen all the time. And they have been happening all the time. And you've been fine. So you're going to survive this. All will be okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next month with Gemini season. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.